night is over. This is Radioactive Re- Real Talk Radio with John and Glenn Goodman. Right. Folks, we are back. It is Friday night. Yes, it is episode nine, and me and Glenn are back, folks. Welcome back to the radio program. Glenn, how the heck are you, buddy? Hello, my little ghouls and goblins. This week's haunted story is brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Dude, what are you doing? What? What what are you doing? I thought this was the paranormal podcast. No, 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 man. That's Saturday nights, dude. Dude, you got to tell me this stuff before we go on. Man, dude, come on. How am I supposed to know unless you tell me any of this? Sorry, dude. Sorry. Hey, well, here's in the that notes. case, hey, we're hey. back, ladies we- and gentlemen. How are you? Well, we are back, Glenn. Here it is, episode nine. We are one more episode away from double digits, dude. Ten. Did you ever think we was going to get to ten? It ten. seems like it's taking forever. This is nine. Yeah, this is. Next is ten. All right, so real fast, guys, I just want to address something. I want to address the elephant in the room, right? So I know that there's a lot going on right now. You smell like the elephant in the room. So we are definitely divided in this country right now. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, We've got riots going on. We've got protesting going on. We've got this pandemic going on. People hate our world leader going on. We are probably more divided in this country. That's been going on from day one. Right. But we are definitely really divided. So me and Glenn's been talking off the air. It's not that we're ignoring what's going on in the world. We just believe that that's all that's going on. And we believe that if you really want to listen to that, you can go to other podcasts. You can go to other social media outlets. We're not ignoring the situations that are going on. We just prefer not to cover uh, that stuff and bring you more uplifting more inspiring, more fun stuff, comedy, jokes, things like that. I plead the fifth. Right. So anyway, that's what we're talking about. So we're moving on, folks. So just wanted to address the elephant in the room that we are definitely not ignoring what's going on in this country. We know that a lot of it is troublesome and troubling right now. We just choose to go another path. So Glenn, with that being said, we are having the first ever douchebag of the week. All right, so we've got our first douchebag of the week. Now, throughout the program, we're going to be talking about birthdays, Hollywood stuff. Glenn's got some goodies coming at you, spill the beans, you know, the typical stuff that we cover each and every week. But I was looking up celebrity birthdays this week, Glenn, and this wasn't even covered on other outlets as I was listening to other radio shows this morning. But this weekend, celebrating a birthday is the one and only, the legendary Mick Foley. Douche! <laughs> uh, many might know him as Mankind. Many might know him as... Uh, Douche! <laughs> Deep, Deep Throat Mahoney. I don't know. Douche! <laughs> but on this show, he is Douchebag of the Week, better known as Michael Francis Foley. Did you ever see that show? Uh, I think it was... Uh... Beyond the Mat? Yes, I did see that. 1999. And he, and, he, and he was on there? Yes. Dude, he is like... He is like a douche. Yeah. No, yeah. He definitely is a uh, douche. And what I thought was funny is when I was you know looking him up, you know, actual full name, Michael Francis. 
I mean, who seriously names their son Francis unless you're naming, you know, your son Henry? His mom and dad. True that, Glenn. You know, which was weird. I spent all week, right? My my dad. Francis. <laughs> so I did some research this week. Dinner, Francis. But I found out my dad is your dad. So we're brothers. No way. Yeah, yeah. Cold case file solved. How'd you figure that out? Well, I was like thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, there's pictures of me that look like you. And there's pictures of you that look like me. And so I started doing some, some research and found out that my dad is your dad. That makes us brothers. Well, look at the brains on brain. <laughs> so the day took place August 15th, 2008. I was at the Galt House Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky for a weekend uh, rendezvous. You got to do a meet and greet. You got to meet a lot of different celebrities. And so me and a buddy of mine, uh, we got into the hotel that Friday, probably afternoon, checked in, got our hotel, got our bags, luggage, all that, got set up in our room. Then we headed downstairs and kind of just walked around the hotel thinking maybe we might run into some of these celebrities, and we did. But the moment that I'm going to talk about happened. <laughs> Glenn's looking for a pen, so I just had to chuck my pen over there. So anyway, that evening at the Galt House Hotel in Louisville, Kentucky, there I was with my buddy. The what house? The Galt House. Oh, I thought you said the goat house. <laughs> well, it should have been. Goat house. <laughs> He's bad. So we're walking in the bad. lobby. So we're walking in the lobby. Did, did, did any of them go, <laughs> Hey, guys, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> so we're walking bah, in the lobby. <laughs> so we're walking in the lobby, and probably 100 feet away, there he is. There's the man. Michael Francis Foley, Mick Foley, is in the lobby. It's him, me, and my buddy. That's it. Just the three of us. So my buddy looks up and kind of tags me on the shoulder and says, Hey, man, look, you know, we spotted Mick Foley. You know who else was probably there? Who's that? Hello, John. <laughs> My oh. name is Steven. Oh. I invented streaming theory and found some black holes. So anyway, we're in the lobby. It's just the three of us. There's the three us. So as I walk up to him, I get closer and closer. About that time, I look up and I'm like, hey, Mick Foley, how's it going, buddy? And I reached out for a handshake. I didn't start bum rushing this guy. I wasn't freaking out. Real calm and collective. I just said, hey, Mick, how's it going? And he said, my name is not Mick. It is Stephen Hawking. And I discovered black holes. <laughs> you do such a good Steve Hawking. So, Thank you. <laughs> so he throws his hands up in the air in that moment. He just throws them up. Luckily, I was... <laughs> Luckily, I was in a wheelchair, not a, not a, not a stroller. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, anyway, he throws his hands up, and it's just the three of us in the lobby. There's nobody around. Throws his hands up in that minute, in that moment, throws his hands up in the air, and he just says, I ain't got time for that shit, and walked off. He threw off. his hands up to me out of gut punch. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Francis. But, it, I mean, can you imagine the scene? I'm in the lobby. I, like, see him. Off the top, bro. Yeah. So I walk up to him in the lobby. I reach out for a gentleman's handshake, nothing less, nothing more. And he seriously throws his hands up in the air. And he says to me, almost like when you walk in line, they just kind of throw their hands up like, hey, dude, ain't got time. That's how he threw his hands up, continued to walk, never even stopped and says, I don't have time for this shit. And he clearly walks away. So with my hand still out and extended for a handshake, I turned to my buddy 
And I go, did he seriously just do that? Like, seriously. Like, in that moment, I went from, oh, cool, Mick Foley. And I wasn't starstruck because I'm not a my big. Hand, my hand would have went from this to. Yeah, to yeah, this. yeah. Flipping bird. Yeah, I know. Think about it. Yeah. And uh, I bet you got time for this now. But he did. He kept walking by. I turned to my buddy and I go, are you serious, man? Like, he really seriously do that. So he totally, like, left me hanging, right? Now, being the kind of guy that I am, most people know me, and usually I give a person a second chance. So the next day we're at the show. Now, this is where he's sitting at his booth. This is where he usually engages with, with people, you know, back and forth. You go up, you get a photo op, maybe get a signed picture. I walk up to him and I say, hey, how much for a photo op? And he turns and looks at me and he says, you got to talk to this guy. Once again, gives me another rude remark. About that time, I could see the body language. He was being a dick again for the second day in a row. The guy looks at me and says, with your camera or with ours? And I said, with my camera. He goes, with your camera, it'll be 40 bucks. With ours, it'll be 20. I turned around. I looked over at my buddy and I said, let me think about it for a minute. Basically, I said, I'm done with this guy, right? I'm done with this douche. So anyway, there's my Mick Foley story. Uh, that's like the time that reminds me of the time back in my drag racing days. Big Daddy Don Garlitz, the legend, was like my hero. So I, I go that. out to the racetrack because he was out there because that's when they used to have, uh, it wasn't NHRA then, it was AHRA. Mm -hmm. And he was the big, uh, like, the big deal out there. And um, me and my friend John went out there because I always wanted to meet him. And he was going to be out there, so we went. So he's having like a meet and greet, and there's people there talking to him and all that. Well, then me and John walk up there, and I put my hand out to shake his hand. Same thing. He just kind of looked at me and gave me a dirty look. I said something to him. I can't remember what it was. Like, I, I always wanted to meet you or something corny like that, being a kid, you know. Right. And he gave me a dirty look, just turned around and walked off. Wow. His nickname is The Rat. Well, right. Now I know why. Yeah. He even looks like a rat dude in real life. <laughs> and you probably like un like well, the word I guess the term and after unfriended. That, after that, yeah. No never more never had no respect for the guy because yeah. he cared less. Yeah. And just so I'm not biased, even though I hate the guy and you'll I'll never mention him again on this show. Um he's fifty five this weekend. I was looking up Hollywood. That's how this all started. I was looking I up he'd be older than that. I I did too, wow. actually. Yeah, 55. he's not much older than you, and he's like wow. a wrestling, you know, whatever. But anyway, so that is your douchebag of the week. Douchebag! 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 All right, Glenn, so here we are. We're in studio. It's Friday night. It is June 5th, and there was something that went on back in 1956 on this day, Glenn. June 5th, 1956. Elvis Presley appeared on the Milton Berle show. Oh, yeah. Did the hound dog. You ain't yeah, no the hound dog. So anyway, apparently, all the, time. the video, he's out there doing his live show. He's got that swagger going, got that crotch in motion, and it, like, started a whole frenzy. And basically. I bet you thought, uh, I bet you thought that was one of his originals, huh? I did until you. Uh, nope. You showed me different. And you were Cover. telling me that was a cover. I had no idea what Originally that was. done by Big Mama Thornton. But yeah, I didn't realize it was a cover. Big Mama Thornton. 
there you have it, folks. June 5th, 1956. Elvis did Hound Dog. And, of course, like I said, on the Milton Berle Show. And from then on, they just shot him from the waist up. So if you ever want to, next time you're watching an Elvis video and you wonder why they've only got him from the waist up. Um, because the rest of him was too provocative. <laughs> so some more stuff in history this week, Glenn. Tomorrow will mark yet another anniversary. He made all the young girls sweat. He did. <laughs> I'm a little. You think she made people sweat? She was probably sweating. <laughs> Big Mama Thornton. <laughs> mm. Give me some of that in the slap of turkey. Hey, she was legend. I know. I like well, all the old original blues stuff, not the covers or the copies. Yeah, you're definitely a, a blues guy. So as long as I've known you, you've always been kind of a I like blues all guy. The originals. You're the blues guy. <laughs> blues guy. You're the blues guy. Blues guy. So tomorrow, June sixth, Saturday, will mark yet another anniversary. I do believe fifty two years of the assassination of Robert Kennedy, Glenn. And I know you're a history guy. I know you got this answer. I can see it brewing in your head. Big conspiracy on that whole deal. Do you know who assassinated him? Are you serious? Well, you know, I like to throw those little quizzes out there to you. You know, I like to, oh I like to, God. I like to, I like to test your knowledge from time to time on this show. He's thinking about it. That's what's funny. He thinks he's no, got it. No, I know that's in my head right now. I'm just can't <laughs> believe you asked me that question. Well, what do you got? What's the answer? Sirhan, Sirhan. Ah, yes, there he is. But yep. I don't think he really did it. You don't think he did it? No. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting. If you go online. That's and a whole other story. Well, let me tell you something. As a photographer, right? Something I like to do on the side, a little hobby I like to do is photo- you know, photographs and things like that. Um, but anyway, he was doing a speech that evening. And you know, and here's something, Glenn, that'll shock the hell out of you. It shocked the hell out of me. You know how old he was when he was assassinated? Robert Kennedy? Uh, this blew my mind. No, I don't know that. My age, 42. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was like 43 or something. Yeah, like he was that. 42, my age, which is crazy. But anyway, so... What I thought was so bizarre, if you go look and you pull up the assassination of Robert Kennedy online, if you pull it up and you look at what I think is so bizarre, and I think about it, you know, here we are, June 6th, 1968, he just gets done doing the speech, and all of a sudden, the guy who takes him out, Sirhan Sirhan, there's a famous photo of Sirhan Sirhan down on one knee, Leaning over the body of Robert Kennedy, and a guy got that picture off. It's always funny how you think you get me. I bet I, I, bet I get you. Okay, what do you got? Where was he killed at? The American Embassy. Nope. Or the uh, American Ambassador. Ambassador Hotel. Ambassador Hotel. Where right? at? Uh, California. Los Angeles. Okay. Well, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So, yeah, we both uh, study a little bit of that history. But, yeah, June 6th tomorrow, folks, 52 years ago. We will be right back, and uh, we'll talk about other good things. We will be back soon. You're listening to Radioactive with John and Glenn, right here on Spotify. Got some leftover tree stumps you just can't get rid of? Call Dave Royer with Royer Stump Removal. With free estimates, what do you have to lose? Call now at 618-779-5205. The wait is over. 
This is Radioactive Real Talk Radio with John and Glenn Goodman. Glenn, how was your week? Ah, uh, long and tired. It was the heat, man. It poked up. It was like what? Summer's here. Yeah, it was like ninety. What In happened? The summertime, <laughs> you can shush right up. <laughs> what happened to spring, dude? Didn't we used to have that once? We never had that for a long time. I think they waved bye bye to us. We've never had spring for a long time. Well, I'll tell you what we have, Glenn. Now, you know me. We've been in the DJ game for a long time, right? And you know I predicted way back in the day that the YMCA from the Village People was going to be the hit of the summer, right? Then I predicted the Macarena was going to be on fire. Boom. Cha-cha slide. Oh, Macarena. Predicted it. Uh Gangnam style. Predicted it. I predicted all the hits, Glenn. That was like the stupidest thing I think I ever saw. Totally retarded, but I predicted it years ago that it was going to be the hit of the summer. What was it called? Gangnam style? Gangnam style, yeah. Mm, Gangnam style. Gangnam style? Gangnam so, style? check this out, right? So, I've got it. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm giving this to the, to the, to the world. I'm giving this gift, Glenn. This gift of gifts. I'm Hope giving you... Big limb. We've had a lot of crazy shit. We are very divided in this country right now, but I'm bringing yeah. the country together over my bold prediction that I have right now in the player, the summer song of 2020. Are you ready for it, Glenn? Can you handle current? it? Oh, this is like, it's current. First time on the show. This thing's only got about 300 views, but it is going to be the hit of the summer. So you're predicting this is going to be the hit this of the summer. This is the jam. The hit of the summer of 2020. Hit of the summer 2020, right in Glenn. the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. COVID, the riots. I'm bringing them all together. Damn it, Glenn. I'm bringing this together. Do it. The Vic Johnson Band. Here it is. Never heard of it. Cause he feared for his life He had a little monster in his own pretty wife Was he murdered for the money by a woman who's insane? Were you born without a conscience, baby? What a bloody shame Is the body buried deep? Is the body underground? Tell me, Killer Carol, where the body can be found Was it shooting little pieces in the belly of the beast? Tell me, Killer Carol, baby, how you gonna sleep? That's right, folks. Summer <laughs> Jam. <laughs> Killer Carol. Carol Baskin. <laughs> the Tiger Queen. So I had to bring that up because, you know, Glenn, that's my gift to America. There it is. The Summer Jam. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. That You're will welcome. have to be it. That's the jam, dude, right there. That's every country line dancing south from here to southeast Texas. It'd be even funnier if old Joe Exotic himself was singing it. Well, you know what? We're going to have Joe on the phone later. Joe's going to join us in studio tonight. All We're, right. We've, you know, we got the one call, right? You get the one call? We're calling him straight from prison, Glenn. He's going to be on the show tonight. We're calling, We're calling him, him straight from prison. We're, he's going to apparently We're not call in us. Prison. He's in he's prison. He's in prison. He's got to call us straight from prison. <laughs> he's going to be calling us. His one call a day. He's going to call the studio. We've got it lined up. You better up. get your shit straight. Oh, he's calling, dude. We've we ain't got him. calling nobody from prison. <laughs> we don't have that authority, but you know who does? Joe does. That'd be awesome. So he's calling us, dude. He's calling us tonight on the show. Special guest, so Joe. We. So why I bring that up is because throughout this evening's broadcast, we're talking about birthdays, hit and misses, right? We're just going to we're gonna throw Hollywood stuff, and we're just going to scatter it all over. Carol Baskin, as most of you might know her, is 
59 tomorrow, Glenn. 59. Yeah. Now, you were telling me, and I think it's a good time as any to spill the beans. Oh, oh yes. Right. Spill the beans. Okay. It's all things Carol Baskin, Glenn. What do you hey, got for us? Hey, 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 this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. I need to be sitting down for this. Oh, hey, no, I noticed. You're standing. This is a good one. I need to stand. This is a good one. I'm going to spill the beans. Our spill favorite it. Carol Baskin, Tiger Queen. We love you, Carol. I bet you old Joe Exotic is pissed because you know what? What do you got for us, Glenn? She just went. And I guess took all of her money out of the piggy bank and just bought out his whole tiger zoo. Oh, no. So now she owns it. You know he's got to be hot. <laughs> oh, yep. oh, my goodness. She bought the whole thing, the property, uh, any animals that were left. I mean, everything. She bought his whole Joe Exotic Tiger Zoo. That's crazy. It's now owned by... Crazy killer Carol Baskin. Good old Carol. Ba What's that guy? Hang on. What? Oh crap! He's we got him on the phone now. Let's let's get him now, guys, ladies and gentlemen, live on the show right now. We're bringing him on. We give you straight from prison, Mister Joe himself. Joe, how's it going? Joe, Joe, are you there? Hey man, what's going on? Hey, what's up? Hey man, I'm getting my one call for the evening, man. How's it going, radioactive man? Big fan. Hey, thanks, man. So what have you been doing up there? Well, you know, got plenty of boyfriends in here in the old pen, man. You know, yeah, down figured, on the C block. I figured you'd like that. Hey, man, you know what C stands for here in prison? Uh, Maybe you shouldn't say right now, Joe. Oh, okay, man. That's cool. That's cool. Wh when are you supposed to get out? Hey, Jeff, get down here. Hang on, Jethro. I'm sorry, man. What's that? Are you there, Joe? Yeah, I'm, I'm here, man. I'm here, man. You know, just living the dream, baby. So, uh, it's been in the, hey, it's been in the news, Joe, that uh, your friend uh, Carol Baskin has uh, bought your tiger zoo. Is that true? What? Baskin? That's so Yep, she owns your tiger zoo now, property and all. Oh, that's so Whatever animals you had left there and everything, she owns it all. She owns it all. Oh, man, this ain't good. It ain't good at all. Is there anything you can do about that? <clears throat> I mean, here in about 20 minutes, I'm going to get my last meal of the day, and then I got a guy down here on the C block who's about to give me a rendezvous. You got anybody on the outside <laughs> to take care of Carol? Well, man, is this live on the air? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be telling any of my plans. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't blame you. So, 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 what do you think about her buying all that? Well, that Carol Baskin, you know, he's a bitch. Yeah. Do you think she'll? Do you think she'll? Do you think she'll ever get in any trouble for her business? That was a pretty. That was a pretty good cover up. What's that? Do you think she'll ever get in any trouble for her business? Man, I'm telling you right now, if the man is my witness. Carol Baskin has got what's coming to her, man. Because I heard you uh, tried getting the police on the line of uh, her uh, possibly uh, killing her husband and uh, feeding him to the alligators. Hey, no, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm, I'm being rudely interrupted, man. I'm sorry. What was that? 
um, you got the word out to the police and all of that that you thought that she had killed her husband and fed him to the alligators. Do you think that's true? I'm telling you, you right now, man, any, 22 years you think ago, she'll get Carol in trouble for that? got rid of her husband by feeding him to my tigers. Why would she feed him to your tigers, not just her own tigers? Because, man, she, you know how these women are, man. I, I, I think probably you and her were in on it. Hey, man, looks like my call's about up, man. Hey, Joe. So, uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, focus. yeah. Focus. Focus here. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. I got this focus. guard over here with a rifle, man, telling me my time you only is get, up, man. You only get one call. Focus. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. It's hard, man. My my, my butt holds like a pinata in this place. You know what uh, You know what focus stands for, Joe? No. F off because you're, you're stupid. Well, there was this one call, kind of cool. We had a uh, old Joe yeah. on the show. That's I guess neat. that's uh, that's about it for spill the beans this week, kids. Well, that was a good one, Glenn. <laughs> hey, spill the beans. Okay. All right, Glenn. So let's go ahead and tell everybody what's the big news of the week. Every week on the show, we like to post a little thing called hotties or the hunks. This week it was the hotties. We threw up some names. You guys voted. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic <laughs> is our winner this week. The hottie of the week. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, your winner for round four of Hotties Hall Pass is Sarah Sampino. Boom. My girl. She wins. Congrats. She is one of the hotties featured on this week's Hotties Hall Pass. Glenn, are you a fan of the website? Yeah, but I don't know who she is. She was a very, very good-looking lady. She, I tell you, who ran a close second? Carol Baskin. So anyway, Kenny G's got a birthday. Glenn, how old? Oh wow, Kenny G's got to be Kenny uh, G blowing the pipes. Well, John, I'm gonna guess probably somewhere like around <laughs> sixty-eight, sixty-four, sixty-four. Mark Wahlberg, Glenn, got a birthday, forty-nine. So that's pretty much it. There's a few other stragglers along the way. Liam Neeson's got a birthday. He's 68 this week. I have a very particular set of skills. He's the same age as Kenny G. Kenny G, yeah. Oh, and I got one more for you, Glenn. Dean Martin would have had a birthday this weekend. How old do you think he'd have been? Oh, wow. Uh, 105. Oh, man. I was going to play this game. We'll have to start this maybe in season two of this show, where if you guess an age between two years either way, it's a point for you. Do I get a prize? You would have gotten a point right there, my friend. Dean Martin today would have been 103 years old. I would have got a prize. And, of course, he died at age 78 back on December 25th, 1995. Next week, it's a historic Everybody. number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he walked <laughs> back into the studio. <laughs> and he was looking <laughs> for his shoes. <laughs> And he said, I climbed the ladder to the top, and I didn't find no shoes. How is everybody? That's good, Glenn. That's real good. But you know what's even better than that? Your goodies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's now time for Glenn's goodies. All right, as we do each and every week, it's such a staple on this show. It's Glenn's goodies. Glenn, 
What do you got for Today, us Today, John, we're going to go to one of my favorite worlds in the whole world. Well, this week, I'm going to take you all the way to a suburb just outside of Chicago called Justice, Illinois, and Resurrection Cemetery. It's supposed to be one of the most haunted cemeteries ever. And from there is one of the most famous ghosts and ghost stories ever of Resurrection Mary. As, as the story goes, there there is uh, multiple, multiple people that could be Resurrection Mary. And they ne they've never really figured out who she was. There could be several candidates. But she is a young 21, 22-year-old blonde girl in a wispy white dancing gown. Goes up and down Resurrection or Archer Avenue mm -hmm. and she hitchhikes. And they say if you pick her up... She'll tell you to take her home, and when you take her home, you're going down Archer Avenue, and she tells you to stop right here, and you're right in front of Resurrection Cemetery gates, and all of a sudden, she just vanishes. What? This goes all the way back to the 30s, dude. Wow. Oh, yeah. So when did this begin? Like, when was this like... Apparently, well, they can't really come up with who she really was, because there were so many girls that were killed back in that day, but it's anywhere from... 1927 to 1934, it could be like four or five different girls. They could never figure out which one it really was. That is kind of creepy. Yeah, it's pretty creepy, but supposedly it's true. Like when, I mean, like you said, it went back to the thirties. Yeah. It's like like when did, where, like, where, where, like, where's the history of it begin? Like, was this like, it, well, it begins, she was going to a dance mm -hmm. at a ballroom and she got into an argument with her boyfriend there, and she left and started walking down Archer Avenue and apparently was hit and killed by a car. But now she haunts Resurrection Cemetery and haunts up and down Archer Avenue. Well, now I'm starting to wonder how I should change your theme song to Glenn's Grady's. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, that was awesome, dude. Resurrection Mary. All right, so for all you listeners out there who are listening into our show, <laughs> go check that out. Resurrection Mary. <laughs> well, Glenn, I think it's been a great week. I'm glad we addressed the elephant in the room, right, with everything going on in the world. We are divided in this country, but we will one day rise again, as we always do. Yeah, like I said, I plead the fifth. That's right. Life is going to be grand, my friend. Life's going to be good. All right, guys, so been a great episode, Glenn. Good as always. Good to see you. Good to see you, Johnny. Leaving you guys with this. Leave us with something, John. I'm going to leave us with something. Make it Glenn. meaningful. It is going to be really meaningful. Y'all better stop disliking people over what you heard and be thankful God isn't disliking you over what he knows. Amen. Ha! I'm John Goodman. And I'm Glenn. We are out of here with Killer Dilla. See you guys next week.
Alabama shakes, baby. You walk down the street, look at a showcase. Stash walked, I say you can take my place. Cause he's lucky, little sucker on the scout. Tell little baby, hush him out. Well, he's an awful little sucker, he's a pillar, gentleman, the town. The wait is over. This is Radioactive Re- Real Talk Radio with John and Glenn Goodman. Oh, good. <laughs> so, just so, you guys, just so you guys know, yeah. I brought the knee pads. Oh, nice. Obviously, I owe you, Woo! Oh, shit. I owe you guys something. <laughs> and I'm talking about. Hell, yeah. Let's get, some, let's get, some, let's get, some, let's get some Joe Exotic action going yeah. on. Who's your mother president now? <laughs> we love you, Joe. Joe, you're the best. <laughs> 